Hello everyone and welcome to the 42nd episode of Breaching Extinction. This week I had the privilege of chatting with Chief Kwok's sister of the Lake Wiltok tribe in Canada. He shares his experience with activism in regards to salmon fisheries and tells us a little bit about what's going on on the Canadian side of things. Hope you guys enjoy it. Chief Gigame of the Liquid Donation. I live in uh, Cameroon, British Columbia, Vancouver Island. I've been uh, doing some inspecting on the fish farms, trying to get things right out there in the BC coastal waters. 2014, or no, what am I saying? 2016, I did not go on the farms yet. But, but I addressed our Prime Minister on a video that these fellas got the farm fish pens all lit up so they didn't have to put a baby fish into the pens. The Prime Minister never corresponded to that, so 2017, I chose to go on the farms all by myself. I was with the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society, the motor vessel machine. So anyways, I searched 40 farms and of course, what I what I've seen is uh, tons and tons. I mean, tons of baby wild stock fish in every pen. And these farms have like ten, well, eight, ten, all the way up to sixteen pens, which are basically like a hundred by a hundred each pen and mm-hmm. eighty feet deep. And they're just all full of, like I'm saying, tons of baby wild stock fish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So here, here's an example about the baby wild stock fishing pets. I brought David Suzuki out there 2018, I think it was, uh-huh. in April, because I knew the baby hair were going by my home here into those farm fish pens. And David Suzuki could not believe how much uh, baby wild stock hair were in the pens. My words today, what I've learned on these farm fish pens is that that amount of baby hair in the one pen that I got David Suzuki looking at, mm-hmm. that is tons. You can't even estimate how many tons. You couldn't even see through it. Right. And they're, and they're fishing a pen feeding on it, right? So that pen, that farm actually had 10 pens. So each pen looked like that. That meant, if you can find that video, the David, David Suzuki video, mm-hmm. but each pen looked exactly like that. That right. much baby fish in there. And that fish coincidentally just spawned mm-hmm. south of me, not too far, like, say, 50 kilometers south. Mm-hmm. Every summer that fish, that heron comes in the spawn towards the end of February, into March, it all spawns just 50 miles south of me. It comes back, you know, basically a month later as babies, and they get pit-lamped in these farm fish pens for feed, mm-hmm. as you'll see in that David Suzuki video. Mm-hmm. So what, what I try to get people to understand is, what I know all about this is, that was the baby herring season, when the baby herring season, herring come by. But there's also baby salmon season that come down from the freezer that come by the farm fish pets. They're pit lamped mm-hmm. into the pets by, by the tons like that as well. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's it's way up there disgusting. So my words from what I know about this, what I've seen in these farms, 
year after year, etc., is the farm fish pens have killed off more tonnage of hair than actually the commercial hair fleet has. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in, in the BC coastal waters, clean around Vancouver Island, you got approximately 130 fish farms. Uh-huh. And like I, like I say, they got 8, 10 to 16 pets. Mm-hmm. So every herring, every herring season when the herring spawn, they're going into all those pets. There's no, no other way of looking at it. Right. The pit lamp in there. If they aren't making it in the, in the pens, they're outside the pens getting the sea lice up. Those farms create sea lice. Mm-hmm. Sea lice started in these farms. We know our waters. There was no big, huge sea lice in our waters back in the day before these farms came in. Uh-huh. So what's going on is the sea lice multiplies under these fish farms because they're like bats. They smell the blood of the fish farm salmon, right, and the pets. Mm-hmm. So they just stay right there multiplying. I actually have a diver gave me a phone call. He's really got nothing to do with this, but he was diving around the fish farms there, and that's what he said he's seen. Uh-huh. He really knows all about the sea lice because he's seen clouds of it under around the fish farms. They just multiply there because they smell the blood is what he got me to understand. And what is the sea life? like a little there's actually different types of sea lice it's a little like a little ocean kind of a bug that just glue glues onto the baby fish and drills a hole and starts taking the blood out of it oh okay so like a parasite yeah okay we have a we have a license we set on the baby fish to examine them we don't harm them once we get to the end of the net we put in a clear jug and dip the baby fish out and have a look at them and take pictures with the cameras they're all sea laced up oh, okay the last time we did that was july 4th uh, 2019 i guess it was mm-hmm. what a coincidence all five species of baby salmon all sea laced up mm-hmm. we sat outside the farms twice that day and that's what you had, all sea laced up baby fish outside the farms. So the channels that, there's one, two, three, there's half a dozen big channels mm-hmm. were full of baby wild stock fish jumping around. And they're jumping around on a really nice hot day. They're not just out there enjoying the weather, they're out there hurting, they're trying to shake them sea lice off. Right. So we come back down into that area probably after we're up north and then we come back down look around those channels again and mm-hmm. they the baby fish jumping around sure they all died and dropped to the bottom of the ocean oh my gosh yeah it's it's ridiculous and that's been going on year after year so are these chinook salmon or um is it a different the, species the chinook is there that's what i said all okay. five species of baby fish was there okay the chinook salmon was there in a jug clear jug in the picture as well okay there's so video there's video videos and pictures of that yeah so just for our listeners who maybe um are just tuning in or not as familiar with these issues the i just want to clarify that the salmon lives up along the coast of canada and washington and we're talking about the salmon on the canadian side and these are the same salmon that our southern resident killer whales are eating who are 
as you're saying, being pr- pretty much just like abused by fisheries. Exactly. DFO is in bed with them over here. The DFO of Washington, I have talked to them there. They talk a lot of common sense compared to the way these fellows are. Mm-hmm. Anyways, here's my wording on the poor orca. I have posters of the poor deformed fish. I have two, four, six, seven of those poor deformed fish out of many, many, many. That's the seven of many, right, on a poster? Mm-hmm. And I show that to people. And I also have a poster of the commercial sand fleet, the big boats. Mm-hmm. They're fishing up They're fishing up in the special orca hangout, which is called Rubs and Bite. Everybody knows the orcas hang out there. What happens at Rubs and Bite every, every year, like especially now? If there's any salmon coming by, they build up, build up. They go round and round in that area there. They go down maybe five, five kilometers, go back. They just keep building up. Some keep coming down, but they build up there and come down in the thousands if there is any salmon. So anyways, I can't remember. It was five years ago when the last commercial guys were fishing mm-hmm. in the big boats. But I got a poster of them. Their nets hanging up, and they're working there. And the workers through the years have learned to just uh, associate, be sociable with the big boats. No harm going to a worker's direction kind of a thing. So anyways, the commercial guys correspond with the scientists up there. They're mm-hmm. catching the sick, uh, so-called escaped Atlantic salmon. And they're passing it to the scientist, Alexander Morton. Mm-hmm. And she's put pictures of them on Facebook and everything. And they are way up there disgusted looking like Mm-hmm. What what's in the pens, right? Right. So my theory my theory is the commercial fleet has been catching these so called escape fish since day one, since they opened thirty years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. They have been catching them in, in that zone the beginning of August kind of a thing. So my theory is the orcas are getting sick because they're catching those sick escape fish and eating them. That's the bottom line. Those sick fish are poison you know what i mean they got that virus mm-hmm. piece of real real virus and there's like three other viruses they have they're real poisoned up fish you could see out at the farms the color of the water our water's not the color clean colored used to be anymore in the channels it's a real dirty color and you can actually see that pretty much all the videos that went right there were multiple videos that went out when i searched the farms 2017. Wow. Yeah, no, I think that you're probably right. It's definitely impacting the orcas because Deborah Giles um, at um, Wild Orca, she said that these are some of the most toxic mammals. Like our, the transient killer whales are particularly toxic, and then um, these guys are toxic as well. But that lack of prey, too, is, is definitely not helping them to be able to fight it. Yeah, well... Uh... Well, the orcas will catch the slow-moving fish, and them, them sick Atlantic are slow-moving slow for sure. They ain't even a fast fish to begin with because they don't have the muscle to move fast. They've been raised in cages. And as for these so-called escape Atlantic fish, I call call it so-called escape. One chief was telling me he was at, invited to a farm, and he didn't really know much about it. But anyways, when he was there... He realized they were releasing, letting all the pens down, releasing the fish, letting them go. 
and he, I, I was sitting with his chief. He's mm-hmm. Probably 2016 or 17, I was sitting with him, and he was telling me the story. He asked him, like, why are they letting all the fish go? And the workers said, the boss says they're too, too sick to deal with, so just let them go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Isn't that horrible? Jeez. So how many fish are in these pens? You're looking at anywhere from 50 to 80,000 fish oh my in gosh. each pen. <gasps> and so they're bred there. Five, 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 five hundred, eight, eight hundred thousand fish to a farm kind of a thing. Jeez. So, they're, and yeah. they're bred in captivity at this point. Like, are they capturing wild fish, or is it just constantly breeding the ones that they have? No, no, they're raising these, they're, they're raising these fish at hatcheries. Okay. From, from, from the rule, like I said, uh, if you watch Salmon Confidential, that video shows the rule should not be coming to our country. It's poison up roe. It should not be coming over. Which bring, brings me to another one. We weren't, we're not allowed near these hatcheries because they don't want us to see their fish in the hatcheries or poisoned up fish, right? Right. So we use, so we use the ship to ship uh, track on their track on their packers, etc. We can see on camera when their farm farm fish truck gets to the dock and puts the fish from the hatchery through the truck into the packer log down the dock and we see which farm it goes to. Well, there we go. I invited Pamela Anderson to go on a farm with us. That was last year. I can't keep track of everything. Last mm-hmm. year, I guess. But anyways, I chose exactly that pen to bring her to that pen that that, that truck's fish just went to. Right. It's the only pen there that had fish in it straight from the hatchery. And I don't know if you ever watched that video. There's a video on what she's saying in the videos. We have their disgusting, deformed fish and all that stuff. And that's fresh, fresh from the hatchery, right? Right. So getting back to the Washington people, they were on the phone with me on a, Actually, it took me over six weeks to search the 40 farms. So into the third week, the Washington people seen what I was doing. So. They phoned the Martin Sheen that boat I was on, and they asked if they could bore me, pick me up on a water plane, and bring me to the Washington pens for four days. And I said that that'll be fine. That that fell through. It didn't happen. I don't know what happened there, but right. I would have gladly went and went over and done it for them. It ended off. I was there the following year at the Washington pen. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, also talking with the Washington people. Uh, after I finished the six weeks plus, I told him, well, now you see all the videos, you know it's wrong. You, It's a must to get to the hatcheries. The people over here at DFO won't go to the hatcheries here. Sure. The, hat, the hatcheries over Washington are poisoned fish. Believe yes. me, I told them that. They went to the hatcheries over Washington. It was poisoned fish. Yeah. They stopped them from putting them in the water. Right. You know, so that's what we got going on here, but
there were wheelbarrow holes of this stuff up and down every every walkway on that farm. Why they did not push them off overboard is beyond me. But I think when they left it, their predator net, that's that's how they came off. They grew on their predator net. See, there's the farm fish pen. Then they got outside at a couple of feet of predator net, which helps stop the sea lodge from right. tearing in the rain. Mm-hmm. So I think all that muscle up and down the walkways was from the predator net. But why did they not push them overboard? They're all in piles like a wheelbarrow pile all over the walkways. And I mean a lot of piles. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm, so I'm thinking like, <laughs> what the heck are these guys doing? Selling the muscles on top of everything? Who knows, right? Right. Who knows what they're doing with that muscle? Why didn't they just push it back overboard? So it would live. Right. But it's all it's all virus poisoned up anyway from the farm fish pen. Sure. Everything everything out that zone is poisoned up from the farm fish pen. Is this and not illegal? Fish. Like this has to be illegal, right? Well, every everything I've run by you is illegal. They don't have a license to have the baby wild stock fishing in pens. Oh, here's one I read off to Justin Chino in two thousand sixteen. These farmfish guys, this is DFO's records, too. They shot off and killed 6,000-plus harbor seals. Oh. What for? They ain't, they ain't strong enough for anything to go harming that or anything, you know what I mean? They're just Why? I, I, know, I know harbor seals ain't strong enough. They might be curious and look around and everything, but I know they're not tough enough and they no. don't tough enough to get in there. <laughs> So on top of that, they shot off 1,300 sea lions. <gasps> that, that, that was uh, what I read off to Justin Trudeau in uh, 2016. If I or you went out and shot a harbor seal, <laughs> we'd be in court. We'd have a big fine on our hands. Oh, easy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which comes back to what are they doing with all these baby wild stock fishing pens? There was baby halibut swimming around in there. And that virus is so hot, the big fish's skin is burning. That's exactly how the skin of the poor baby halibut was. Right. That were swimming around there. So can you imagine 30 plus years how many baby halibut got killed off there as well, right? Right. It's all baby stock, wild stock fish. Like you could see in the one video there up north of my territory here, I got invited further up north through the chiefs. I don't just go up to some other territory. Right. I'm a hereditary chief. I, I insist on being invited properly by paperwork. You know what I mean? I can't sure. go. That's not the way it's done. So anyways, in the territory north of me, you see in the video there, there's just a whole mess of perch. Perch, baby perch in the pants, right? So... Everything in a patch is just either eat or dies off, right? Which brings me back to this other one. Now, when I finished up, this is how dirty DFO is here. I jumped in on it. They didn't know I was coming. I heard there was 30 or 40 of them having a big meeting. So I, went, I arrived there, and I told the top cop, Kent Spencer, you got to go to me with those fish farms. Wow. I, I kid you not, Kent. There's 12 to 20 plus tons baby wild stock fish left behind after they took their fish away. They pumped their big fish away, right? Like a yeah. big vacuum cleaner in the water. 
well, 12, 20 ton of baby wild stock fish left behind. You gotta get, get a crew together, Kent, you're a DFO, let's go out there and release those baby fish. Can't do that, George, he says. Then I, then I said to the other one, I said to him, well, that fish is poison at the fish farm plant here. All the pens I searched, it's all poisoned up. Go with me to the farm fish plant here with food safe people who are serving poison fish to the public. Can't do that, George, he said. And that, there's the other one. I said, bring me to the hatchery, Kent. That fish is poison. Can't do that, George. You know? Right. They're just, they're just, they have always, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're lost souls in our BC coastal waters. They're going along, allowing this uh, farm fish to wipe out the whole coast. Right. Destroying the whole ecosystem out there in our waters. You got numerous grizzly bears crossing over to our island and other islands because they're hungry. There's rivers in the mainland, there's absolutely no more salmon left. Oh my gosh. Zero. Zero. So where's the salmon then? Because uh, I know they're, I mean, they're, they're hatchering, or I know you guys have the hatcheries, but where's the salmon that was originally there? Are there dams blocking it or... Has it just been overfished? Like, why is no, there no, no salmon? No, no, no. They're getting killed off of these fish farms. They're oh, I see what them. you're saying. Okay, okay. They're, 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 getting, they're getting fed on. Ugh. They're getting in for feed, and the sea lice is killing them off as well. Oh, my gosh. So then, then you come down to uh, my buddy, Tavis Campbell, the diver. He took a dive at the... That uh, farm fish plant I was talking to you about, the yeah. Bronze Bay plant, which is just a couple miles up the channel from my home here. Uh-huh. Tavis took a dive down there to take a video of the blood pipe going into the ocean water, right? There, right? So he jarred samples. That got sent away to another country to see what it was about. PRV virus, all virus stuff, you know, poison. That, that's the fish they're cleaning, what I seen in the pens. Mm-hmm. That's the blood pavis got going into the ocean. And right. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what, what can we do about this? Tavis was holding a sign underwater while the other buddy took his picture right at that big pipe. Right. It's a pretty big pipe. This fish farm virus is killing wild salmon. That's what he's got, the sign holding that, right? Right. And, and, and we need the salmon. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a pipe like that up Port Hardy. He investigated another one out Tofino. And there's another one out The Tofino chiefs finally invited me to go out there with the Mark Sheen last June 9th, uh-huh. which, was my, which was my birthday. So I brought them to the farms over there. They were totally disgusted to see their baby soccer and the pets get fed on. The poor little chief was yelling around, no wonder there's no darn soccer jumping around here like it used to be. Like, there's local rivers out there with soccer, right? Right. Well, it's all gone now because of the 30 fish farms there for 30 plus years as well. Right. So it's just way up there disgusting. That's awful. And I'd like... I've got so many phone calls, this dead virus fish. A lot of this fish floats on the surface of the pants. I've seen a lot of them. I put the GoPro camera on a lot of them. Sure, a lot of videos went out when I searched 40 farms, but only half the information went out. 
because that's all the time the crew had to do on that right. machine at the time. So there's a lot of more information, videos that did go out. Yes. The videos of the dead fish floating at every pen. Right. So these farm fish workers, they actually dip those ones out. Uh-huh. Once in a while, they don't all the time. They're actually, I, I was just reading comments from a lady that worked on the farms. They're no, no longer allowed to look at her because it just terrorizes their brain, what they're seeing in there. They don't sleep right and everything. Oh. What, what if they're looking at a pencil and see what I see, right? Yeah, that's like, awful. Like it, it, it interrupted my sleep, I kid you not, for at least four months from, from what I've seen. What I've seen in those pencils is beyond disgusting. Yeah. Or it's cruelty to the fish. That's my words, you know what I mean? It is cruelty, they that's not, they abuse. Should not, they should not be swimming around with mouths so deformed they can't even eat it. There, there's another one now. There, there was a national advisory lady that joined us. Sure. Halfway through the trip in 2017, and she was native, so I invited her out to the farm with me that next morning. So I let her waltz around and her looking around, and she caught up to me in one pen there. I said to her, I pointed in the pen, I said, Emily, what do you see in her? Tell me what you see in this pen. She went on and on and on poor, disgusting, deformed fish and all this stuff she was saying. I said, I see something, I noticed something that you didn't mention at me. See the feeder going round and round and round, spraying the pellets they're supposed to be eating? Mm -hmm. All that fish in that 80,000 fish in that pen was just going round and round in that pen, barely alive, barely moving, not even eating any of that food they're spraying in there. Yeah. So all that stuff they're spraying and they're just going down to the bottom of the pen and right. down to the bottom of the ocean. They're too sick to eat. You know what I mean? Right. Isn't that something, eh? That's insane. That's so sad. And, there, and, and, and there's some fish there is so horrible. They absolutely have. Uh, how do I describe it? No, no scales left. They have no scales on their body. They're swimming around in their frickin' rock. Kind of a real ugly white. Mm -hmm. Because they got no scales left. Just their bodies rotting. That's frickin' horrible to look at, I'll tell you. Right. It took, it took me... Whew. Ugh. The last time we talked, you called those ghost fish, I think. And it sounds yeah, like, yeah, you know, that, it's... That, that, that's right. It's, it's, it's hard to talk about. If you see it, it's just, it's horrible. It shouldn't be happening, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that term, I like, I can envision what you're saying. It's like, not only are they physically kind of a ghost, like, falling apart, but I'm sure that their, you know, their soul or their livelihood is kind of a ghost as well. Because, you know, how can you live in your, if you're in a state of that much sickness? They're swimming around rotten. That's the bottom line. That's freaking awful. Ugh. So what can we do? Well, over here, it's it's such a challenge. NDP back in the day were the ones that put it in when the chiefs did not want it to go in because it was already known that they were kicked out of their own country because of all this. And sure. They went ahead and put it in for the money, I guess, is what you would call it. Mm -hmm. money. They've taken donations. Liberals took donations. 
conservative took donations. It's, there's, a, there's a lot of dirty money under the table, let alone this few thousand dollars donation, you know what I mean? There's a lot of pocket money going to the top cuts, just like mm-hmm. there's so many, we have dirty, sellout elected chiefs up and down our channels here, right? Right. They're, they're getting dirty, dirty pocket money. There's no other way of looking at it. Ugh. Why would they allow this when they know it's destroying everything, right? Right. That, that, that's another one, too. It's not just destroying the salmon, whatever. It's destroying the prawns, clams, oysters, everything. Like I say, the whole ecosystem's getting destroyed. Yeah. But the fact is, 2001, we brought a scientist out in our zone down here to inspect the oysters and clams. They were poisoned up, uh, not safe to eat by 2001 mm-hmm. from the flush coming out of the farm fish pens. And then if you go back to 2002, there's a video about the Kinkum Reserve, the reserve that has no more salmon left, mm-hmm. no more oligans no left, no more herring in their zone now, and there's no commercial fishing whatsoever going on there. Right. Well, back, back in 2002, there's a video that shows the farm fish pens have destroyed their clam beds. They're no, no, no longer a pretty brown color. They're right. like the color, like the dark color, like a sole of a shoe or something. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's all muddy poison up, right? Right. Oh. It's just, uh, it's, it's these elected several chiefs and so it sounds like it's a cultural problem and you know it that's not something that we you know that we're unfamiliar with here we have the same problems like ultimately all of our environmental issues the way the orcas and the salmon and everybody are treated is because people are more concerned with money they're more concerned with a dollar bill or status or something and it sounds like that's the same problem up there but it's like, how do we solve that? You know, how do we get those those people who have those values out and people with better values in? See, uh, I, I finally got over to Washington Pence, I guess, with the March chain. I think that was probably 2019. I can't remember. But anyway, the farm fish pens over there, if they can be any worse than your disgust, and they were tripping. it was kind of basically the same thing over there, what we could see, right? Mm-hmm. So, they take they took away their fish from four pens over there, which is basically eighty eighty thousand mm-hmm. fish a pen kind of a thing, right? They took them away the packers, but they left the net shallow with baby wild stock fish in it, and we got pictures of the birds eating that baby wild stock fish. Mm-hmm. So these so getting back to this baby wild stock fish, I tried to get the DFO to go release with me. Those farmers guys leave them there for a reason. Right. When they put their when they put their restock fish into the pens, that's the first baby fish they get to feed on. Isn't that something? Yeah. So it's just gonna By trickle. With the wells, with they leave them there. Right. And you have to under, you have to understand. When I said there be there was left behind 12, 20 ton of baby wild stock fish, which we have in the videos, people have to understand. That big pump that goes in the water to vacuum the big fish aboard the packers does not have a screening system to separate the baby fish from the big fish. Mm-hmm. So the amount of baby fish that's left behind, 
you can pretty much say that's the amount of baby fish in every freaking pack are going to the plant. Right. Which which they did get nailed in 2012 or 13. Mm -hmm. And what did they get? A $1,200 fine or $2,500 fine or something like no. that? No. <laughs> but, but, but every pack are going to the plant. I kid you not. I know for a fact they got tons of baby well-stock fish right. mixed in with their big fish. You know what I mean? Right. So, so just imagine how big of a kill that is when you see what was left behind in the pens, you know what I mean? Right. So there's 20 ton of baby well stock fish left behind that says there's at least 20, if not more, kind of went aboard the boat, you know Sure, what I mean? yeah. Wait, so, which reminds me, we got one video there, the big packer had to move fish from one farm to the other, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, tons of baby wild stock fish was coming out of his hatch into that pen exactly what I'm saying to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. All, all that baby wild stock fish got pumped in wherever they took that fish from, pumped it into the big packer to keep alive in water. They pumped it into the pen, and Lord behold, there's tons of baby wild stock fish coming into that pen or pumping it in. Mm -hmm. So that pretty much says exactly what I'm explaining to you. Right. Which, which brings me back to another thing, the bird kill out there is just unreal. I was wondering, like, what the heck's with all these different feathers of birds here and there and everywhere and all these farm fish pads? So what happens is uh, they do they do cover them over now and they've got big fence around them. Thanks to me, they really decided to block me out from going in to get any more videos, right? So anyways, before all this happened, uh, the, the bird killing those pens is something else because you got the girls that were what you call occupying the farm trying to put a stop to it. They put a tent on the farm, they mm -hmm. get there and that and that for a while. Well, well, those girls were on the farm, they videoed four different bird species they were releasing from inside those pens. Yeah. So the bird killer is just something else out there, right? Yes. That's Speaking all. of bird. Yeah. Speaking of bird kill, after 2017, one the ex-farm fish worker comes on and he says, the way it used to be was, you know, that real pretty bird, the kingfisher? Uh-huh. He had a way of sitting on a post at, at the farm fish pencil's post here and all the way around the pen. And then he dives in there, right? Right. The baby wild stock fish. He's certainly not going after the big Atlantic fish. Yes. He sees the baby wild stock fish. So the boss ordered that guy, the crew, to put rat traps on those posts. Yes. They were killing off the baby king, the kingfishers, with rat traps. <laughs> Isn't that something? That's insane. Totally. That's insane. Well, this just goes on and on and on and on. You know. Yeah. So we need to we need to get these these fish farms out. So we need to I guess elect we need our friends on the Canadian side to elect officials that hold values that's not going to keep corrupt. The, the green the green party or the party that the people have to vote in. I keep putting it out to them, and I don't know why the heck they vote the NDP back in again. I I had I had made it clear to the people that they would never take fish farms out. They didn't. They got voted in 2017, and here we are still fighting the matter, right? 
Right. And to make it worse, NDP is the one that put it in back in the day. Right. So the people over here have to vote the Green Party, and there's no two ways about it. I've been with every one of them top guns in the Green Party. I've stood with every one of them, warrior up with mm-hmm. them. Elizabeth May, Andrew Weaver, mm-hmm. Paul Madney. I've warriored up with all the Green Party. Everyone, yeah, Elizabeth May is known as one real smart individual. I'll have the people know. Every Green Party, MP, MLA out there is exactly in a direction like Elizabeth May did. Right. We have their very smart, intelligent people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the protectors, and I'll tell you another thing too. Mm-hmm. There's way more work for the people if the Green Party get in. The parties that are in there now, conservative, liberals, and NDP, they cater to foreign industries and corporations. Right. And there's not many jobs involved there, like pipelines, etc. You know what I mean? Right. There ain't many jobs in that. You get a pipeline there, you put 450 guys to work for a tiny bit, and boom, worse to work after that dirty thing is put in the ground. Then an earthquake comes along and tears it apart, right? Right. There's no such thing as an earthquake-proof pipeline, is what I keep saying. Right. Only twinkle leaks you have on pipelines here and there. People haven't got to the bottom line. There's just little 2.5 earthquakes in a zone. That's what's cracking all these pipelines. People haven't looked at that part. Jeez. So, there, yeah, there's work to be done, and we're just scratching the surface, it sounds like. But you've been... You've been in it doing it for a while. So if people are motivated to get involved and help, what organizations or what groups or what activities do you recommend that people look to to get more involved to try to get this to stop? Well, I, I can't go naming any groups because okay. just, they basically I'm up in this territory all on all because we've got elected sellout chiefs here, right? So... The people are just in hiding. I'm all on my own all the time, as you probably see in the videos and everything. Yeah, yeah, I do see you by yourself up there. I'm by myself everywhere trying to challenge this, and it really sucks that I got no backup. It's too bad we got sellout elected chief because this should be gone, which brings me right back to that's how bad this reserve is with the elected sellout chiefs in the zone here. The farm fish guys, we have a big marina here, Discovery Harbor, which our reserve owns. They got the farm fish guys down there building their new buildings to tow to the farm fish sites and everything. Yeah. That's been going on for the years here. Me and my late dad and late brother did a huge march here in 2003 to shut this farm fish shit down. Sure. We, we had a huge... I can't remember how many people, but it was in the thousands following right. the Well, these elected guys should have followed us then because we're in really bad shape right now, you know what I mean? Right. We're getting down to the bottom of the barrel on the salmon here now. Right. Ugh. You're breaking my heart. I just, like, am speechless with just how much the planet is hurting in your community and and the salmon and I just want to do something and I'm so sorry that you have to stand alone like I know that I'm not I'm I'm in California but like you know I I wish I could stand there with you that's I wish that we could we could do something for these salmon because it really is heart-wrenching and like you know 
I try to look at things objectively and not like with emotion, but like the way that you're describing the way that these salmon are treated, it's hard to do that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a, you know, it's such a dirty industry and it's foreign-owned is the worst part. I don't know if it's still happening, but the taxpayers were paying for each dead fish that died, died from the virus, right? There was no yeah. less than $25 freaking dead fish. Could you imagine the government's had that rolling on? I don't know how many years that went rolling on. If they didn't do that in the beginning, the governments, these guys would have been bankrupt many years back and long gone. Right. But the tax taxpayers' money in the millions they were throwing at them kept them kept them afloat. Yeah. You know, isn't that crazy, eh? Yeah. Too uh. much, man. Yes. But yet the farms got to go. If they don't go, everything's just it's getting worse. Like I said, the grizzly bears are all over island. Yeah. Here. Close to home and everything else. Right. You got you got reserves up and out in the mainland for thousands of years, like the Kinkum Reserve. They got no more salmon. Right. Their, their big river runs right along all their homes. It was full of all five species of salmon back in the day. Tons and tons of mulligans, which they survived on year after year, right? Mm-hmm. And no more herring in their zones, you know, just. It's sickening what's going on, and it's foreknown. Yeah. Yeah. How can these people be allowing this to happen? Or and it comes right down to it. It's, it's sure, it's interrupting our people, but it's interrupting all people in BC Coast orders. Right. You got the family, you got the families that want to bring their children out and catch a salmon, go for a happy weekend, you know, on a speedboat. You got bear watchers. Orca watchers, it's t- taking a toll on everybody. And then you come down to the commercial fleet, which is the no compensation sent their, their direction whatsoever to fishing guys. Mm-hmm. No compensation sent their way whatsoever. Big compensation sent to the farmers guys, figure that out. Right. <laughs> what it do these governments are just so damn dirty, I tell you. Yeah. We up there discussing the the grocery stores in my town here, Camp River, have told me the stores have taken a hit because the commercial boats ain't coming in anymore from right. Vancouver and everywhere else to grub up and fuel up and every other thing. Right. Before you know it, the tourists ain't coming to town, you know. Right. Takes away the tourism. It's, it, these farm trips are taking a toll on everything. Right. You know. Ugh. Well, we got to get them out and, you know, if there's anything that I can do on my end to be helpful and if there's any, you know, events or marches or things like that, let me know because I'll try to amplify it and do what we can. And I appreciate you sharing all this information because, you know, I I didn't know about all of this. I've been so focused on the Washington side of things because obviously, you know, I'm American, um, but... I mean, now I know there's work to be done everywhere. And if I can be of any support, please let me know. Yeah, yeah. And by all means, like I said, if you know anybody on the Washington shore where the pets are, get somebody to search the lands there because they're dumping shit loads, truck loads, and dead fish in big holes here and there kind of right. thing. There's a big uh, ruckus about it in the North Island newspaper that they were doing a off the highway up there and it was just 
so stink just on a drive-by on the main highway was so stink it was a big complaint to the public and yes so many guys have been up the roads near the farm fish sites up and down the channels right and they they say they're the farm fish crew are throwing old, a way up in the roads dead fish from the pants you know right and the bears are eating them and ravens are eating them all the wildlife feeding on them you know what i mean yeah disgusting they're all getting sick that fish is poison you know that's where it's dying it's poison yeah <sighs> make it worse they're serving that to public yeah i've had so many people that have worked in this this plant here they quit they could not look at that disgusting fish anymore right they're there and they're in three days you know there's stories run by me like that Mm-hmm. One girl told me her boyfriend works there. And he says a huge percent of that fish should not be passing food safe. Right. They're just pushing and pushing it through oh. the market. Right. And it's bad fish, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And that, clearly. That's how dirty it is. They're pushing bad fish through the market. Yeah. I mean, so of people aren't motivated. Fish. Oh, sorry. Of course it's bad fish. The, the blood pipe there shows it all right there. Right. That fish is poison they're cleaning there, right? Yeah. Much, you know, if people aren't motivated by the environment, they should definitely be motivated by gross fish that they don't want to eat. Well, people got to get on board and try to help stop this farm fish because these towns, without the salmon, without the herring, without prawns, everything, these towns are going to become ghost towns in the BC coastal waters. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Ugh. Well, oh man, I wish I was in Canada because I, I feel so bad that you're like standing alone in this. And I know there's like really awesome activists out there like Aaron Baxter and Alicia Khan, everyone. Um, and I, I hope that they can join you and, and help and we'll do what we can on this side. Um, but it's really inspiring to see that you're still so motivated to do this and that you're so open to talking about it because I know it's, it's not easy to do alone and I appreciate that you care so much that you're willing to do it anyways. So thank you for your work. Like it's exhausting and I'm sure on some level, even traumatizing or at least emotionally not, you know, not healthy. So to look at dead fish all the time and look at the way that this planet's treated, it's not healthy for any of us. Um, Well, I really appreciate your time. Is there, is there any last things that you would want to add? Well, just, just like I mentioned, I don't want to really talk about, but we'll be putting out some more very hard information comes into the beginning of September. Okay. And where can people find not, it? The, the, the public is not going to like that. Oh, it'll, it'll go clean around the world what we're going to put out, just like all the videos that went out about May of 2017. Uh-huh. It's going to all come out on... Facebook, etc. You know, okay. the time is right when we're when we're finished our job, but it's more way up there disgusting stuff that's going on due to these farm fish pets. I tell you. Okay, well we'll keep an eye for it, and I'll be sure to you know you could share it with me, and I'll share it to our Facebook page so that our listeners can hear it too. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, go check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Um, write us a review on here if you want to help support this project. Um, also, just a heads up, we will not be posting anything next week. We, I'm going to be taking the week off. Um, but as always, have a great week and thanks so much for joining us.